What is not written is not said. What is not written remains undone. Some things can be risked leaving to memory and others simply must be noted. These are referred to as noteworthy things. When you encounter the noteworthy that is backed by and based on the word of God, you have met the noteworthy. Welcome to the noteworthy with Teddy Podcast, brought to you by Reverend Teddy A. Jones. Get your mind in gear and your willpower engaged. The revolution begins now. Here is today's episode. This podcast is made possible through the sponsorship of Avid Coaching Services. Avid Coaching Services, helping you to become all that you can and should be. Helping you to make that vertical leap from mediocrity to legacy. Check out Avid Coaching Services at www.teddyajones.com forward slash coaching. That's www.teddyajones.com forward slash coaching. Shalom Alekhem. We have been using the record of the birth of the ministry of deacons in Acts chapter 6 and the model of the churches in Macedonia, their response to the famine in Jerusalem, recorded in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, to examine the response of the leaders of the faith community and the response of the members of the faith community in times of crisis. Let's close the triangle today by looking at the impact of such a response in times of crisis. Firstly, the posture of the leadership of the faith community ensures that ministry is connected to the lived reality of the people. This is ministry around felt needs. There is very little utility in faith leaders whose heads are up in the clouds. Jesus demonstrated an acute sensitivity to the marginalized, the underdogs, the excluded. It is a mistake of tragic proportions to believe that this is not spiritual enough for a spiritual leader. May I remind us? What James defines true religion as a personal commitment to a life of integrity and the care of the afflicted. Secondly, we note that this posture of the leadership of the faith community eradicates the cancer of isms from the community. By stepping in as they did, They nipped racism in the bud. Humans have a deep-seated inclination towards divisiveness. Spiritual leadership recognizes that and takes practical steps to stop its proliferation. 
The third impact we should note from the response of the leaders and the members of those faith communities is that the benefit of the combination of the above mentioned is a cohesive community that appeals as a place to belong. You know, in times of crisis, people need a place to belong, a space of safety. I think we have greatly downplayed the role of a healthy church in evangelism. Look at what Luke tells us is the outcome of the posture of the leaders in time of crisis in verse 7 of Acts 6. It says, So the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. We have favored mass preaching campaigns over the basics of meeting human needs for community, solidarity, fraternity, love, and care. It should be a both and, not an either or strategy. Fourthly, the Macedonian church members' participation in the food collection drive for the people facing starvation in Jerusalem had the obvious benefit of decreasing the impact of the famine. As we said earlier, humanity has a far better fighting chance of emerging alive and well from crisis when we come together instead of allowing crisis to pull us apart. We would be inclined to think that in a time of crisis, such as a food shortage, a great contribution is that which comes in the form of a 40-foot container from one of the distribution chains. The biblical vote of greatness is more likely to be scored by a little van back of food packed by the contribution of the householders in a district. Those who give from the little or nothing that they have. Like that widow who placed her one coin in the treasury, causing Jesus to remark that she gave the most, more than those who had dropped in large sums of money. I want to get us back to understanding and appreciating the power of the combined gifts of the masses towards alleviating the suffering of others. Let us lose the notion that we cannot be generous until we have X amount of money in the bank or we have a big salary or whatever other marker we set to exclude ourselves from the freedom of being God's hands extended. Fifthly, when we looked at the response of the faith community to crisis, we argued that crisis provides an opportunity for us to either act the worst of ourselves or demonstrate the best of human qualities. I like how the message version renders verse 4 
of the text of 2 Corinthians 8. It says, the pressure triggered something totally unexpected. An outpouring of pure and generous gifts. That's it right there. This response by the faith community placed on display the fact that the love of God makes a tangible, visible, surprising difference in human behavior. When we act in the opposite manner than is the norm in situations of crisis, we show the world the transforming power of God's love. This, my friends, is often more effective than a thousand preached sermons. Taking the high road of ethical conduct stands out like a red tie worn with a yellow shirt. Speaking the truth when the rest of the group has opted to lie sends shockwaves. Offering a peace treaty when the family wants its pound of flesh from the neighbor draws attention. Now I know these kinds of choices, when under pressure, are not easy. And you are correct. In ourselves, and in our own strength, and with our own desires, we behave in self-preservative, self-seeking ways. The power to overcome our natural inclinations comes from the power of the cross, from the empowerment of the Spirit of God. Our society is desperate for more persons who claim to have the Spirit of God demonstrating in their office, on the roads, at school, at the supermarkets, that the Jesus they talk about serving allows them to act and think differently. So in tying all of this together, I want us to note that the response of the leaders and members of the faith community sets the bar very high. We are not allowed to make excuses for doing nothing. Every crisis is an opportunity for us to ask, what does love demand of me towards my fellow humans? Our best efforts arise when we give ourselves to God so that we can give ourselves to each other. Are you ready to give yourself to God? You think about it. Let's talk about it. Thank you for listening to this episode of my podcast, Noteworthy with Teddy. This is Reverend Teddy A. Jones. You think about it. Let's talk about it. I look forward to your questions and comments. Use the social media links provided here to connect with me. If it's noteworthy, then others need to hear. Thanks for sharing the podcast with your friends and family. See you on the next episode, DV.